Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Capital Adulting Podcast. My name is Grant Gardner, and I will be your host. Thank you for joining me on episode number five here. We're already making good inroads. Honestly, I'm surprised we're already up to uh, up to the, our fifth episode. Hopefully, you know many more to come. But for all y'all out there listening, really appreciate you taking the time to join me to join me in conversation. And hopefully, you've been able to glean something that's been informative and helpful so far. And, and looking forward to uh, until a lot more future success together. So I was sitting down and was thinking about, you know, as I'm scripting out, kind of taking my notes on, on you know, what topics to discuss. You know, I was just thinking about what was what was really relevant in my life recently and kind of some of the things around like my financial planning, you know, personal finance. What are the most kind of pertinent things? What's top of mind? And that's where, you know, you may have guessed it by reading the title kind of settled upon talking about how to create a healthy relationship with money. So this episode's going to be a little bit different. You know, I think in the first the first few here, I've, you know, focused on some really some really common um, personal finance items, some topics and mainly focused on kind of tangible steps that you can be taking, you know, whether it's crafting a plan, executing on that plan, you know, continuing to adapt as your life changes, trying to give some more tangible, you know, more tangible steps, as I was saying, to to uh, kind of improve your personal financial standing. This one's going to be a bit different. It's going to be more more philosophical, kind of more more based in some self-reflection of sorts, right? Of really trying to gather where do you want to go in life and how do your finances play into that and what kind of balance do you need in your life to to achieve the goals and the objectives that you set for yourself so it's going to be a little bit more philosophical so just hang with me you know and at any point i strongly recommend taking some time to self-reflect on some of the things that i'm going to be bringing up so feel free to pause the podcast at any time Maybe, maybe, you know, have a pen and paper or your phone nearby, uh, maybe something like that. If, if anything kind of sparks some, sparks a train of thought in your mind, you know, just take some time to reflect on it, write it out, you know, write it down, type it out, whatever works easiest for you. Don't hesitate to pause this and reflect a bit before kind of continuing on. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like I mentioned, the very first episode, the mission's all about, you know, creating a community and, and helping those in the community, right? So, this is all about how you know. Hopefully, kind of the, the questions that that I'll bring up will prompt some some positive thinking and just start steering your mind in the right direction here. So, um, like I said, bear with me. You know, it is going to be a bit more philosophical, but it's really about kind of reshaping your perspective with money, right? How again? How do you approach it? How do you how do you live in in healthy you know community with with money? Um, and really, at the at the base of it all, one of the most fundamental things, and this is with a lot of things in life, pretty much everything, is there's always a, a good balance to strike, right? You don't want to go too far one way or too far the other. The optimal answer is to find a common middle ground, find a good place um, for you to, to get you on the right path to get where you want to go. So, you know, the, the way that I view a personal personal relationship with money is is kind of like your relationship with food right it's pretty pretty obvious that we all need food to live right to sustain ourselves you just you have to have food you have to have water there's just items like that that are just so 
that's so ingrained or so just part of you know the natural order of life. And money is one of those. You ha- you have to have money to, you know, put a roof over your head, gas in your car, you know, food in your fridge, things like that. It is it's it's a vehicle for life, right? But you know, like food, you can go you know you can go too far one way or the other, right? So if you you know maybe you overeat or maybe you eat really unhealthy foods, things like that, you know, that's gonna have health consequences, right? You might might gain weight you might you know develop health conditions as as part of kind of the of how your your diet is um and that and that's problematic and on the flip side you know there's if you were to you know starve yourself not eat enough you know i know that's that's a very prevalent issue as well that also poses a lot of health risks right there's physical there's mental you know issues that come up with that so you can see that's it's a good case of where you know having balance is key with food, right? You know, eat healthy, treat yourself every once in a while. Don't overeat, don't undereat. The sweet spot's that middle ground, and money really is kind of falls into that same bucket. And so, how do we find that middle ground, right? Where where do we even start? A big part of it is crafting a financial life plan and i think in every episode in some way shape or form i've probably mentioned the word plan a thousand times and one thing to note on that a plan doesn't have to be super super detailed right it doesn't have to be like okay at at age 28 my net worth will be exactly $106,432.15 right that's ludicrous. No, no need, and it's, it's no need to get that detail, and it's impossible to actually script that out well enough to execute on it, right? A plan is having having guidelines, having a framework of what you know of of goals you're trying to achieve, and a tentative outline of how you're going to get there. And I say tentative because it's key to stay flexible, right? To to adapt to what's going on around you, to changing circumstances like a world pandemic coming into play that's clearly this year has probably had a massive financial impact on a lot of y'all and that's that's a force that's a thing that you you can never you can never predict right so plans are great don't get bogged down in the details start with a guideline and that's what we're going to do so my first kind of two-part question here to to reflect on is and and these are also from a financial standpoint, right? So come at it with with that lens from not so don't go too broad, but more think about, you know, these questions and like how our finance is gonna enable you in this way. So first two part question is, you know, what do you want in life? And along with that, what are your priorities? Again, in a financial context, right? So in episode three I talked about having a plan around investing right having some fundamentals in place and you know some targets you want to reach on the investing side things this is broader than that right investing is one component of your financial life plan but this is this is bigger right so this is okay do i want to do i want to own a home you know how big of a home do i want do i want to own what about what about cars? What about do I want to get married? Do you know if I get married or you know maybe if if not, do do you want to have kids? If you're gonna have kids, how many kids do you want? Do you want to be able to? What kind of opportunities do you want to give your kids? Right? 
Um, what about what about relative like aging relatives? You know, if your parents or grandparents are getting older, you know, are you you know do you need to be able to provide care for them? Things do you want to like what kind of care? You know, what sort of lifestyle do you really want to live yourself? Right? There's a lot of that's a it's a, there's a lot of like sub questions to that because really what you want in life financially is a massively loaded question and this is a great point to to stop here and maybe just start writing some of these things down like you know it, it your financial life plan needs to be personalized to you right you've got one life to live take advantage of it and live the way that you want to live so you know i know a lot of folks who you know, say so, okay. You know, maybe you know, maybe all you know. I want to, I want to own a home someday, right? And you know, maybe they say, well, hey, a priority of mine is, you know, I want to stay. I want to be in California. I want to be near the coast. Great. You know, that's probably going to mean you'll buy a sixteen hundred square foot home for a million dollars. Cool. If that's a financial goal, do it. Others might be, you know, hey, I want to live in downtown L.A. or New York City, or maybe I want to live. You know, I'll build a cabin in West Texas and live there, and I could have the same house I'd get, you know, on a beach in California, and I, you know, I'll spend a hundred grand on it, right? That's where understanding what you want in life is is important. But there's also, you know, some other factors that kind of come into it as well, right? So I I mentioned like, what sort of lifestyle do you want to live? Do you want to live kind of you know, the, the fast, the high life, more, you know, are you, you know, what are kind of, the, again, your, your priorities? Do you want to, you know, be able to, do you want to travel? Do you want to, you know, do all these, have these great experiences? Or do you want to have five kids and be able to pay for their college, right? You know, things like deciding your housing, like cars, traveling, kind of things like that are, you know, decisions that affect you and then kind of your spouse, right? If, if you choose to get married, that comes into the equation too. You know, like what would be y'all's collective life pl- like plan in terms of housing, things like that. Then when it comes to, you know, size of family, of course, you know, if you want to have kids, you know, two kids is cheaper than five, right? There's, there's pros and cons to both. But again, it comes down to, to what do you want, Right. What do you want in in your life? What's going to what's going to fulfill you and make you content? So that is super worth pausing the the podcast right here and maybe just take five or ten minutes and truly think about like what things make you happy. Do you want to you know if you don't care about a big house, do you want to be within a few hours of gorgeous or even, you know, an hour of gorgeous nature, right? That's kind of what where where I'm at in Southern California. Right? Super expensive. Your your money's not gonna go near as far, but it's a tremendous, you know, natural place to live. Right. And that there's trade-offs. And that's what it comes down to what you're what you're comfortable with, what you what you want to be near, right? And so Take some time, think about that. But as you're thinking about it, I, I want to call out an in, uh, call out an item that I think can go that can fly under the radar a bit. And those are the influences in your life, right? That impact your 
financial your current financial standing as well as your financial life plan. And so I've clearly have hammered home that it, it's your life. It's so key. It's paramount to plan your financial life around the goals that you have. And then if you're bringing others like a spouse and kids into the equation, what is the collective plan for all of y'all, right? But there's just like with anything in life, there are influences that are constantly surrounding us and are driving our decisions, our thought processes, and our our visions, our goals, right? And so my question to you is, what influences do you need to break away from? There's plenty of good influences in life. Don't get me wrong, right? Hopefully this podcast <laughs> is a positive influence for you. But there's also a lot of negative influences. And I think about this in my life too. So first one I've got up here, family. Family is plays a big has a big impact in life, right? But at the end of the day, it's it's your life, right? It's not it's not your parents, it's not your siblings. You're not trying to live up to this luxurious lifestyle that you know that your parents might have thrust upon you and and said like hey this is the meaning of life is to be you know ridiculously wealthy you know could be could be your style if it is kudos if not also great right so taper taper that down really filter through what do you want rather than kind of your your family and then likewise your friends play a big role right they're gonna the way they live is going to influence the way you do. So if you hang out in kind of a fast crowd, you know, you, you might be going out, partying on the weekends, you know, maybe you're a little bit looser with, with your money. Maybe you're, you know, spending more on kind of fancier brands or maybe you have like a minimalistic friend group and pretty pretty basic, you know. That's an influence too to be cognizant of. Culture in society is also also a large one, right? And that's just... Again, it kind of it kind of factors in, kind of ties into you know your family and your friends, right? That's a big piece, but also just the community that you're in, right? What's what's kind of socially accepted in your and your and your local area, right? What what kind of status do you want to achieve there? That's an influence. I think one of the most poisonous influences that are out there today is just is the internet, right? I mean, it's we see it on social media. It, social media is is a highlight reel, right? Of everybody's, you know, hey, look at me! I went on this trip. I did this cool thing. Look at this great car I bought. Like, cool. This is look at all this great stuff. All fine, and well, right? But when it comes to your your financial strength, your financial position, and your life plan, like, the goal is not to look cool on the internet, unless that may be your life plan. But I I would seriously hope it's not, right? Because the end of the day, it's not going to get you that far. And as I said, like these influences, like there can be, there can be good elements to all of those that I just listed. Good, good. For the most part, they can be good influences, but they can also be negative ones. And so that's just, you know, that dichotomy there, that balance. It's you know, understand when to take good aspects from it, and throw away the bad, and and really really curtail and personalize those to to pair well with your personal goals i mean like for instance and this this may be a silly example of course but i don't know if any of y'all have ever seen the movie couples retreat right but i've, I've seen it a couple times now and 
I'm really I'm not the biggest fan of traveling to be honest never never really been one that's like I want to see the world but it in couples retreat they end up all going to Bora Bora and they're staying at this super fancy resort you know the ones that has like the huts over like the crystal clear water I I think it's something ludicrous you know it could be like 1500 3 grand a night something stupid expensive right like for me I that's had an influence on my life where I'm like, that'd be so cool to do that someday. Again, I'm not big on traveling, but I'm like, that place looks sweet. I want to go, right? So like, th- there's an influence. I'll call it out. Point blank an influence. And that's, you know, may or, you know, depending on kind of your priorities or like for me, like my financial plan, probably dropping 10 grand on a trip to go there would be a bad financial choice. But like, that's, you know, it, that's somewhat of a goal of mine. And so manage manage the influences in your life don't don't let them drive you wholeheartedly and then as you're reflecting on your financial life plan and your priorities you know what you want to achieve what kind of outcome you want for for the for yourself and for those around you it's mission critical to evaluate the needs of that plan right so like i just mentioned if you want to go on a trip to Bora Bora, maybe you want to take your significant other. That could cost you, say, fifteen thousand dollars, right? That's that's a big like that's a big ticket kind of thing, right? So if those are the things that you want to do, there's there's nothing wrong with it, with the right balance in moderation, right? You don't want to be spending all your money. I'll kind of get in that a little bit later, but if you want to live a larger lifestyle, you have to recognize that it's going to require more resources, right? You're going to have to make more money. You're going to have to make smarter choices. You're going to have to make other sacrifices. You're, you know, resources won't be unlimited. And so you're going to have to find, find a way to strike that balance, right? To where you can get to where you want to go, do the things that you want, fulfill the obligations that you have and still be in a position of strength. Right. And so, as you're reflecting over your plan, you have to think, okay, well, what am what am I what am I doing today to help me get to where I want to be, right? Like, is my career or is my current income helping me track towards my my objectives? And I see this a lot. Like, I I know people that are that are my age that are probably making, you know, let's say twenty five to fifty percent more than I'm making by being a bartender or a waitress, and this is pre-COVID, pre-COVID, of course, but yeah, think about that. Somebody's making 50%, 50% more than me, you know, coming out of school, working, you know, as a bartender. That's great. Like, you know, they feel like they're on top of the world. For me, like, I'm working for a fantastic company. I'm getting, you know, working with great people. I have awesome opportunities uh, ahead of me. So, like, I, I have confidence I'm going to be able to build my career. So, I would trade, I would trade that that marginal difference, that slight difference, right? I mean, not necessarily slight at twenty five or fifty percent more, right? But I would trade that money today for the for the career prospects that I have because that's going to get me where I want to go, right? Like, if you're a bartender and you make seventy five grand out of school, sweet. If you're a bartender thirty years from now, what are you going to make? Probably about seventy five grand, right? There's no there's no upward opportunity there. You're limited, so sure you start better, but very very quickly others will pass you by. So, 
are you doing the right things work-wise to get where, get you where you want to go? Or school, are you getting the right degree? Are you doing the right internships? Are you networking properly? Things like that are worth calculating, building into the calculus of your financial life plan. And then also, how much flexibility or how much of a safety net are you adding into that plan? Right. So let's say you know if you want to live a little bit of a larger lifestyle. So you're like, okay, well. If I get this promotion, you know, three years in and then five years I'm doing this and this and, and kind of like building out that framework I was talking about. And then you're projecting that, you know, OK, well, you know, I, by the time I'm 45, I'm going to have you know, three kids and I'll be making, you know, 300,000 a year and I'm going to be be able to do these things. Right. Well, how many big decisions how many variables go into that right if you're saying like okay i gotta get promoted at you know stages x y and z and because of that like if it'll all fall into place and then i'll be where i need to be to support my lifestyle at that point well that's not that's not that great of a plan right if there's no flexibility if you don't say like hey like well what happens if it takes me two years more you know to get that second promotion and then that pushes out the rest of my plan. Now I'm 45 and I'm I'm trying to do all the things I want to do, but I'm not making enough money, right? There's you don't have that that safety net in play there. So so build yourself some wiggle room, right? And as you go through life, like your priorities are gonna change, and that's another one to factor in. You know, like speaking as someone who does not have kids, right? I cannot comprehend the that parent-child relationship, right? And the a parent's willingness to put the child above all and make super, super significant sacrifices so that they have a better life. That's just something like not at that stage in life can't comprehend that yet, right? But that's one thing to to think about is as you're as you're going on, like events will happen in life that will that will change your priorities. What what you care about today won't be the most important thing 10 years from now like another kind of basic example is like <laughs> there's the you know the newest PlayStation Xbox came out super high demand and I know a lot of folks my age that's like oh man I just yeah I want to buy that right I need to do whatever I can to buy that well you know that's that's fine yeah it's nothing nothing wrong with that at all but you know, 10 years from now, your priority is probably not going to be, oh, I need to buy the latest console, right? It's, you know, okay, well, now maybe I'm married, maybe I have a newborn, like, maybe my priority is on, let's start that college fund, so that way my kid kid will be set up well once they, once they get to that point in life, right? So, build in a little bit of that safety net and anticipate some changes in priorities. Just be be adaptable as, as life goes on is probably, probably the best way of phrasing it there. And by being adaptable, the key is, you know, really kind of hammered at home in large part already, but it's it's finding your balance with money, right? Those future plans that you have should be dictating what you're doing today. So if at 45 you want to drive a Ferrari and live in a fancy home, well, again, are you, are you taking the right steps in your career to get there? Are you saving? Are you investing? Are you building your wealth in ways so that you can achieve these, you know, higher level, this more luxurious lifestyle, right? Or 
you know, or is it, or are you already tracking, or are you kind of like over focused on it? Maybe you're, maybe you're handcuffing yourself today and because you're only focused on the future. That's, that's also not healthy, right? Kind of goes back to the, the, the financial starvation piece um, that I mentioned in the beginning. But when you're finding your balance, start with looking at your spending, right? Where, where, you know, pull credit card statement, where, where's your money going towards? And then compare that against your, your life plan, you know? So I'll actually take a pay stub and take your credit card statement. And I would just go line by line and see, okay, well, so, you know, I maybe, maybe I took a couple hundred bucks out of my paycheck and it went to my investment account, my retirement account. Um, maybe I'm not doing that. Maybe I spent, you know, say $400 on concert tickets last month, or, you know, I went way above and beyond and I spent way more than I could have or should have on other people's Christmas gifts. And now I'm actually potentially going to run up some credit card debt, um, things like that, right? So if you're looking at each line item of your, of your credit card statement, how did those, those purchases factor into your future plans, right? Are they are they building towards what you want to get to, or are they detracting from it? And if you find a lot of things that are that are subtracting from you know your probability of success of where of your of your life plan, then it's time to cut those off and redirect those resources to your goals, right? So instead of spending four hundred bucks on concert tickets, maybe you're redirecting half of that or more or all of it into a into your investment account right so that way it's going to grow and compound over 30 years and then you're going to be able to retire comfortably right that's redirecting resources effectively you know it's it it requires again self-reflection and well discipline and and being you know self-critical right calling yourself out on on your current habits and, and where things could get improved. So make those cuts, redirect them the right way, and then keep checking in on yourself, right? Keep confirming, you know, routinely confirm that you're tracking towards your goals. Build that, build, make that a habit in your life of saying like, hey, like, you know, I thought, you know, I thought I'd only have enough money to put, you know, 300 bucks in an investment account this month, but, you know, I was able to, you know, made some smart decisions, made some tough calls, you know, I didn't go on that trip with my friends that, that, you know, would have, might have been a great time, but like, it just didn't make sense for me. So I was able to actually put in $400 into my, my, my retirement account. Like that is, that's great. And then like, how are you tracking, tracking, moving forward? Are you moving in the right direction? And then keep verifying that you are. And so, best ways to do that number one is is avoid excess so at the beginning you know i talked about money relationship is like your food relationship if you're you know you're overeating you're eating unhealthy that's excessive and that's going to lead to problems spending money or using money you know spending excessively or making bad purchases is going to do the same thing right so if you're if you're overspending and you're not saving that's gonna you know put you in a vulnerable position um, or if you're making bad purchases, right? Like maybe you, maybe you take money that you're, you know, saving for maybe your down payment on your house, and you decide, hey, I'm gonna go, you know, finance a brand new car purchase, right? That 
is most likely not the best financial decision you could do at that point in time, right? So it, it's being prudent with how you use your money, and you're not you're not being excessive. You're doing what you need to do. You're being smart with it. You're being safe, but you're also not you're not just kind of blowing it out, right? Biggest I'd say biggest bullet point I have under here regarding excess is just avoid credit card debt. I've hit on it in prior episodes and I'm sure I'm going to continue doing so, but credit card debt's super expensive and it's a sign that you're overspending, right? If you can't, if, if you're continually running up a balance and you're only able to make minimum payments on your credit card, clearly you're not, you're not tracking towards your goals, right? You're, you're spending excessively and you're, and you're handcuffing yourself greatly into debt that will be insanely hard to pay off. So just avoid that. And, you know, I also, with the caveat, as I know there for folks who, you know, you might be struggling right now being unemployed, just COVID, like there are, there are crises which could prompt that. I'm speaking more towards your routine spending. If every month you're spending, you know, everything you make plus some, that's when it's time to, to dial back the excessive spending and get it in line with where it needs to be. I've talked a lot about balance, right? And that dichotomy of, you know, of not spending too much, but also not spending anything. This is, you know, <laughs> I think, honestly, I <laughs> I have some funny moments with, uh, with my sister of all people where I think she tends to fall in, in this camp. We, uh, just talking about Christmas gifts and I had to kind of nudge her in the right direction and say, Hey, spend an extra $50. It's, it's, it's going to be okay. You're going to survive, right? In life, there are things that you have to buy. Yeah. You have to have shelter. You got to have food, you know, likely you need gas in a car so that you can get to work and just transportation in general, right? So those are things that are just part of life and you can't avoid, you can't avoid paying them. You just, that that's part of it just have to budget that in and and plan accordingly and you know for going cheap i guess is and you know you can use that and kind of take that how you want but my next item is like how shortcuts can come back to haunt you and so i think of this as in going cheap and making like somewhat significant purchases right so a good example would be uh, when i was Back in high school, I had uh, an unfortunate incident where I may have backed into somebody's car in our driveway. And what happened was the like the back bumper basically like where it connected to the trunk split off. And so super insignificant damage. Right. I'm talking like it basically the corner just cracked open probably a quarter of an inch. One, I'm already annoyed. Got to pay for fixing the other person's car. Two, I you know take it to the first body shop, and tell me, hey, you know what? That's split. It's on a you know it's not a secured spot. We can't patch it. You got to replace the whole bumper. It's fourteen hundred bucks. I was like, fourteen hundred bucks, really? That's that's a quarter inch. Well, let's see if I can find another opinion. Um, so I went and found somebody else who, you know, they were like, oh no, we, we'll patch it. Yeah, we can patch it. It'll be five hundred bucks, no problem. I was like, okay, well, five hundred sounds way better than fourteen hundred. Here's the trap with that kind of thinking, though. If if I were to just patch it, right, which is just just sealing it, holding it back together with glue, basically, 
found out that that kind of repair probably holds for six months. And then it'll slowly, you know, whether it's weather, just routine damage, usage, anything, it'll slowly, you know, come apart again and have to be patched again, another $500. And that would just continue to go on forever that I had the car. Or I spend $1,400 today, I just suck it up, buy a whole new bumper cover, and I'm good to go. So that's an item where if I went cheap in the long run, I probably would have to patch the car 10 times. It'll be 5,000 bucks. And that could happen over the next, you know, say five years, right? Or I spend $1,400 today, I have a quality job done, and it's done. And there's no recurring expenses, even though it's, you know, more costly in the moment. So shortcuts can haunt you. Make quality decisions, right? Even if it means spending more today to ensure you have a quality product, you receive a quality service, things are well taken care of, you're proactive in maintenance, you know, proactive in, in medical care, right? Things like that are entirely worth it because you don't want it to come back to haunt you later on. And also, you know, your physical, mental, and emotional well-being are more valuable than money, right? It's if you're constantly stressing out, you're constantly worried that, hey, like, what's my money situation? Am I going to be okay? Am I going to be okay? Like, uh, like you're going to, you know, drive yourself into a frenzy and that's going to have negative repercussions, right? You're going to be less productive. You're just mentally going to be feel beat up. You're going to be stressed out. That could lead to physical ailments, right? If you're, if you're overly stressed, maybe you get develop high blood pressure, things like that happen. It's not worth it for money, right? So don't, don't financially starve yourself so much to where you're driving yourself crazy. You know, money's a vehicle. I've said, I said in the last episode, I believe money's a vehicle to live life. Life's goal is not to, you know, you don't live to make money, right? So, so remember that at the end of the day, use your, use your money wisely, but also use it. So last kind of section I want to touch on is just continuing to check yourself, right? I found that folks typically fall into to two different buckets when, you know, when it comes to their relationship with money, they're either, either overly focused on it, right? Hyper-focused, you know, it, it's drives a lot of their decisions. It's, you know, all they think about. And then others that are pretty, that are more lackadaisical, that are more casual, just like, ah, oh, you know, life will come and go. It'll, it'll all be fine. So I'd ask yourself, are, are you too focused on money? And candidly, this is, this is the group, the category I find myself in a lot is where, you know, I might be more, I might be checking my, you know, my investment accounts on a daily basis. Maybe even sometimes I could be doing it hourly, which is not, not the most healthy thing. Right. And like, I'm always thinking like, well, what if, but if I, if I don't do this one thing, like, well, then it's going to help me 30 years from now, which yes, it, in, in some regards it will, but I also need to check myself because it's not these things, these lifelong plans and these goals aren't going to happen overnight, right? So like if I check my, my investment account today, this is Monday, December 7th, right? And then I check it tomorrow, December 8th. Um, you think my, you think my investment account's going to go from, you know, whatever it is to, let's just say to the, the amount that I need for a down payment on the home overnight. Absolutely not. Like that's ludicrous. And when you, when you frame it like that, you can see it, right? You can see that it's just, it's crazy to be that focused on it. 
and it, it, it doesn't serve you well, right? So for folks like me, hopefully for any anyone who's who's like-minded out there, just remember, be patient, trust yourself, because if you're hyper-focused and that means you've got a good plan in place, right? Trust it, let time work for you. Have grace for yourself, like don't beat yourself up over it, but also find a way to, to not drive yourself crazy with it. But if you find yourself... Maybe in the other bucket, which you know, if if you're listening to the podcast, this 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 might be this might be why you're listening, right? Or, and ask yourself, are you not focused enough on money, right? So is it kind of like, yeah, I just spend what I spend, and then I kind of see, like, hope I break even, and like, yeah, things will work out eventually. If that's more your thinking, like, that's also not good, right? That means you're 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 in that kind of excessive bucket in terms of your relationship with money, or yeah, you're not starving yourself, you're going the other way you're overspending or you know you're just being too loose with it so this is where it's important to take steps to instill that personal financial discipline in yourself right establish a budget right figure out what's your credit card spending and then put limits on you know what you can spend in certain categories or if you can't find a way to to not to to not cut or if you can't find a way to cut down on your credit card spending cut up the credit cards Go the cash. If you if you need to take that step to be disciplined about it, do it. Another one is maybe you need to find new friends. You know, if your friends are constantly wanting to to take trips or or go out downtown and party or, or eat out and you know, you're racking up these, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 dollar meals or bar tabs and just night after night, well then, you know, if that's what your your crowd your friend group requires to be a part of it then maybe you need to pull yourself out of that group and find some folks who who live who are in a bit of a slower lane right again it goes back to realigning your spending with your financial life plan right is is the majority if not all of what you're doing today with your money building towards a brighter financial future for you and those around you and this you know, delayed gratification really sums it up well. Is it are you are you making sacrifices today so that you can reap much greater rewards in the future? If not, what steps what habits what steps you need to take, what habits need to be developed to get you there? And so in conclusion, one of these times I'll hopefully I'll make it in that thirty minute window. I think each time I've tried and I've gone over, so I apologize, I'm working on it, but Wrapping it up here, in conclusion, like I said, money is a necessity of life, right? You got to have it to live. There's a lot of things that a lot of things that you need to do with money, but at the end of the day, it's it's not our life's purpose. There's there's more good that we're gonna do, more value that we can provide to you know those around us, into you know our world as a whole, than to simply make money, right? So keep keep that in mind. You know, and as you're taking time to reflect, definitely use some of your time to develop that life plan. Like if you haven't sat down and thought about what, you know, what kind of house, really where do you want to be when you're 30, when you're 40, when you're 50, what kind of life you want to provide to, you know, a spouse and kids, take some time and think about that. Sketch it out. You know, make it make it a habit. Maybe every year you sit down and you you sketch out a plan, or you reevaluate the prior year's plan, and kind of see, you know, see where you're at. And then you know, in shorter time intervals, 
check on how you're doing. Are you tracking towards kind of your end goals? Are how's your how's your spending looking? If you were planning on cutting out, you know, you wanted to save 10% more so that way you could you could, you know, get to your down payment on your house when you're 20 instead of 30. Like are you doing that? Are you still saving 10% more? Keep checking yourself and and adapt as things as things go on, right? And I'll leave you with this. You know, I mentioned before, time is your friend when you're young, right? You can invest and let it grow for 40 years, and it's it's wonderful. So, overarching message, the small changes that you make today could change your life forever in the future, right? Being disciplined today is what is going to allow you to to live comfortably in your retirement years, to... Go on that dream trip around the world that you want to pay for your kids' college so that they can get through debt-free, right? Things like that can be achieved by making small adjustments and prudent financial decisions today. And with that, that really does it for me. Hopefully... That was that was beneficial. And again, you know, if you took some time to stop and reflect throughout the podcast, keep track of those notes because it'll be something where you want to reflect back on them at some point. But if if you haven't done so as we've been going along, seriously, do take some time, sketch out your life plan, or not your life plan. That's yeah, that's loaded as we talked about before. But develop some some good financial goals and objectives that you want to achieve and see how, how you're lining up with them today. But as always, you know, super thankful and grateful for your time. Thank you for joining me in this conversation. If you have any sort of questions or are seeking any advice on anything, feel free to reach out to me. So you can find me, you know, at the, the capital adulting website, which is just capitaladulting.com. You can also find me on, on social media, I'd have to remember exactly all my handles, but if you search Grant Gardner, there might be a three or a 38 at the end. Um, probably safe bet to find me there, but feel free also to email me at grant at capitaladulting.com. I'm happy to, to answer any questions that you may have or provide any advice that would be beneficial. But if you did get some value out of the podcast today, please go ahead and subscribe, follow it, drop a rating, if you wouldn't mind, or a review, that would that would greatly help out. And feel free to share it with some of your friends. If you know somebody in your life, you know I would challenge you. I think we can all all step back and, and point to a few folks in our life who maybe they aren't making the best financial decisions for themselves, or maybe you want an accountability person. Like let's say if you fall into the you're not focused enough, but hey, it's like I know my best friend's not focused financially either. Like what if we can challenge each other to do better, right? Having that accountability is huge. Share the podcast with them. Let's get them all fired up. And like I said, feel free to reach out to me with any questions, any topic ideas. Happy to address anything that that comes up in in your day-to-day world. But um, as always, thank you so much for, for choosing to spend your time with me. And until the next episode, I hope you all take care.